This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. This is David Cruz for the Comstock Report. CO2 pipeline, state of development, and beyond. Progress never comes easy, and so it is for a project the scope of burying CO2 pipelines from Iowa to North Dakota and Illinois. There are a lot of moving parts that must be connected, and the process is still advancing. There is nothing apparent here in Iowa that would pretend failure for the proposed CO2 pipelines. Iowa Governor Kim Reynolds favors adding CO2 sequestration to Iowa ethanol industry supply chain. She's a very pro-business governor and in control of the strings that facilitate these projects. Iowa Senate legislative leaders did not allow anti-CO2 pipeline bills into the junket so as to give the governor cover. Otherwise, she would have had to veto them, and they spared her the notoriety of such public exposure. This allows her to stay under the radar on what to many is an unpopular position. She also recently appointed two new members to the three-person Iowa Utilities Board, so there is no reason that when the T's are crossed and the I's dotted, that the projects will not get IUB approval. They hold their hearings in October. Summit Carbon Solutions has acquired nearly 70% of its needed easements voluntarily from landowners. They are still negotiating with groups or farmers who have banded together to negotiate and are just looking forward to having the most leverage to make a deal. Each group represents several miles of the pipeline route, so they should get closer to the finish line in chunks. The IUB board was also going to provide landowners with mediators if they wish to use one to negotiate in their behalf. The easement process is complicated and scares some people who need mentorship through it. I do not know what it pays, but would kind of like the job. Pipeline opponents do not like the idea of mediators, as that means that they'll end up with an agreement on an easement. The Dakota Access Oil Pipeline was approved with 75% of voluntary easements. It would be good if Summit could get to 80%. Pipeline opponents are looking for any obstacle that they can dream up to throw in front of the process, but without help coming from the legislature, they will eventually lose as pipe is buried. If landowners stick to their guns and refuse to negotiate and the pipeline gains IUB eminent domain approval, they'll be in the worst of all worlds. They will not be able to block the pipeline, and they will not get paid what they should either. I talked to someone who fought Dakota Access in South Dakota, and it did not work out well for them. Opposition in North Dakota are trying to use their law against foreign ownership against Summit, which they claim has some foreign investors. The irony of that is that North Dakota's largest shale oil developer, billionaire Harold Hand, is one of the major investors in Summit. This is kind of like Florida going after Disney after all that Mickey Mouse has done for them. While the CO2 pipeline process is ongoing, the ethanol industry is already moving on to what will be the next stage. CO2 sequestration allows the industry to produce low-carbon fuel, which broadens the market and increases the value from monetization, making low-carbon jet fuel from ethanol. The general trend is toward EVs and away from fossil fuels. But by making ethanol a low-carbon fuel by sequestering the CO2 in the production process, it creates market opportunities that can have a far-reaching impact on the longevity of the ethanol industry. U.S. airlines need to cut emissions, and one way to accomplish that is to convert ethanol into sustainable aviation fuel. I have noted that by sequestering CO2 that's produced in the ethanol production process, it reduces the carbon score of ethanol to the level of EVs. 
that makes ethanol an even more sustainable low-carbon fuel. Bruce Rassiter is the CEO of many Summit commercial entities, primary of which is Summit Ag here in Iowa. They own farmland, produce cattle, hogs, and crops, and Bruce was one of the founders of the Iowa ethanol industry. One of his investor entities built the first corn-based ethanol plant in Brazil. The CO2 pipeline project named Summit Carbon Solutions is his. The Summit A Group recently announced that it is creating yet another entity, Summit Next Gen, which will take low-carbon ethanol and turn it into jet fuel. Summit Ag and its related entities are building what could be described as a closed-loop low-carbon fuel supply chain. They own farmland, grow the corn, turn it into ethanol, reduce the ethanol carbon score through CO2 sequestration, and then turn that fuel into sustainable aviation fuel. There's a big stage set here that has been set up that requires vision for people to see. Someone is using the stage, tying it together. What they are doing is in the interest of all farmers who will be connected to this supply chain in some ways themselves. You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits. Futures trading involves risk. The risk of loss in trading futures and or options is substantial, and each investor and or trader must consider whether this is a suitable investment. Past performance is not indicative of future results.